Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by the Denver Post. I'm sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran as usual, and we're out here in Dove Valley after the third Broncos practice of 2021. Fourth day, third practice, we've got a lot to go over already. Of course, quarterback battle, talking red zone, Mike Purcell limped off an injury today, we'll address that and a couple of the second-year wideouts you might know, K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy, how they're doing. So start off with the news of the news of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year, quarterback battle. And Vic Fangio said he's not seeing any guy pull ahead so far through three practices, but what are your thoughts between Bridgewater and Locke? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Vic on that one. I mean, you know, some people in the media mafia are you know, declaring winners each day. You know, we're not going to do that because we don't know what the coverage was, the protection was, the route. Not to mention you're running with the twos, the threes yeah. I mean, often. like Jerry Judy caught a pass today from Brent Rippon. I mean, that's because the receivers roll through just to save their legs. Let's start with Drew Locke. The first two days of practice, which would have been Wednesday and Thursday, he started off really slow. Wednesday, he picked it up a little bit at the end, threw a couple uh, nice completions. Thursday, it didn't happen until until the very end in the red zone where he threw a couple touchdowns. So I thought uh, today being Friday, I thought Locke was a lot sharper. You know, the highlight play was uh, about a 50-yard pass to K.J. Hamler. We'll get to K.J. a little later. Hamler made a nice diving catch against uh, Parnell Motley. So um, you see just how different Bridgewater and Locke are in terms of how they operate the offense. Bridgewater, let's face it, he's dink and dunk. You know, Drew's going to take some chances. It's just a matter of what his big fans you'll feel more comfortable with. You know, I think it was interesting after practice today, Ryan, Vic was talking about how many plus plays or wow plays does it take to negate the crappy plays? Well, Drew Locke had a couple wow plays today. You mentioned that touchdown yeah. heat to Hamler, and, and you're right, the, the differing styles between Locke and Bridgewater quickly becoming apparent. Locke, a guy who was willing to, you know, fit into a tight window down the field, whip it down the field using his arm strength, Bridgewater, seven on seven, he's checked down for like four or five straight plays today that we saw. So he's going to be more conservative as we're seeing. And what does Vic Fangio want, especially with the soft September schedule? Yeah, I mean, to me, that leans toward Teddy is don't lose it, don't lose it for him, don't turn it over. Um, you know, I thought Bridgewater's best throw on Friday was a corner out to Noah Fant, uh, probably 25. 30 yards downfield. You know, Noah. I asked Noah what the route was. He says basically just a corner. We couldn't see because our view was blocked. But I think that takes advantage of Fant. This is a big, big man. He, he you know, he says he doesn't mind the, sh- this, the short routes. He needs to be going north with a head of steam because a guy that big, it takes a little bit to get him from first to fourth gear. So I thought that was a good sign. But you know, as this quarterback thing develops, both guys are seeing times with the time with the first offensive line. Both guys are having to scramble and abort plays because the defense is just playing so well in coverage. So, I mean, if you had to say who has the edge, you know, the cop-out answer right now is nobody has the edge. And that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. First in Orange podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman out here in Dove Valley following the third training camp practice, just breaking things down. So lots of red zone out there today. Obviously, Vic putting an emphasis on finishing off drives. And both quarterbacks, you know, have their pluses and minuses today. Where, where do you think, you know, it stands there? And defense look, defense look pretty good down the red zone. Yeah, and, and one thing Vic talked about on Thursday is they're going to probably practice red zone a little bit every day. Sometimes it's going to be a lot of it. And the last two days, it just shows you this the emphasis he wants to see. You know, defensively last year, this was the best red zone defense in the league in terms of touchdown percentage. As a couple of players joked, they had a lot of opportunities. So things get tighter down there. Everybody's got to be on their P's and Q's. 
and, and on the offensive side, you know, you have to adjust your routes. You got to make good decisions. So it, it's it's good work for both sides, and you know, I think that's been a pretty good battle. But also, you're seeing a lot of third down stuff, um, and that's obviously a critical down. And, and as, as Vic Fangio said, and the Broncos are awful on third down yeah, this year, especially earlier on in the season. They were, and they got themselves in a lot of third and longs. You know, as Vic said that. You know, with the regular, with the semi-regular offseason they had, they were on the field for OTAs, they were on the field for minicamp. You're not starting from scratch first day of training camp. You can you can fine-tune some stuff instead of running through plays for the first time. And you're seeing that if you attend practice, a lot of situ- situational stuff, and that's how you get better. First Orange Podcast, Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. DenverPost.com slash Broncos for more coverage throughout training camp. And, of course, be sure to look out for our Broncos Preview Magazine 2021, September 12th. That comes out in your driveway at newsstands or at your local King Supers. You can pick that up. I tell you what, Ed, it's going to be a sexy magazine. You guys are going to be like, oh, oh my God, how did you guys write so many stories? Writing, charts, graphics galore, of course, addressing and breaking down how George Payton trying to change the direction of this franchise following five straight playoff misses. Now, some bad news here from, potentially bad news from the third day of practice at Broncos camp. Mike Purcell went down pretty early during a a team session. Trainers were looking at his lower right leg, maybe the shin, maybe a high ankle area. He limped off on his own power into the training room post-practice. Vic Fangio didn't have much of a a firm update, but he thinks it might just be an ankle injury or a, a sprained ankle. Is there a cause for concern after last year? Maybe Broncos fans a little, a little leery of these injury bugs. Yeah, I mean, anytime a starter, a starter goes to the locker room early, it's a concern. But here, here it's even more because they don't have a lot of depth up front. As, as, as much we've as, discussed, yes. Yeah, as, as much as they want to say they do, but if it's you know what you don't want it to be is a high ankle because that's significant. But the, as you said, he was able to at least waddle off the practice field, which you know you just hope it's. Uh, you know, sort of a, a lower ankle sprain, and you know, get him. You know, he doesn't need to be out here a lot. He knows what to do at nose tackle. But you know, if he if he if he misses time, then what, what are their options at nose tackle? Deshaun Williams. I mean, he was taking the reps with the ones after Purcell left, and he obviously got a pretty big opportunity last year. A former top pick by the Broncos took the long road. What took the long road back to Denver? So he might get an opportunity here in camp, at least, to prove his worth as. Uh, as that bonafide backup to Purcell, which he, he already is, and uh, Shamar Steven also on the depth yeah. chart there. And, then, yeah, and McTalvin Najim, a second-year player, third-round pick last year, he, you know, he couldn't get on the field last year even though they lost basically every lineman, which shows you how unimpressed they were with his progress. But you know, Vic, Vic Faggio said he, you know, he has made some strides. He did benefit from an off-season uh, program of practices and whatnot. So I think they have some options. I mean, Shamar Steven is probably your fourth defensive lineman right now coming over from Minnesota. But... It's, uh, you know, when you're three days in the camp, um, you don't want to see, you know, guys going down before the pads come on because once they start hitting, that's when guys start getting banged up a little bit. And, then, you know, I'm sure people saw on Twitter, Von Miller, Kareem Jackson were, uh, didn't practice today. Uh, you know, Vic said those were, those were veteran day offs. First Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. We will close the show out here at Broncos camp as Ryan's squashing an ant here. Uh, it wasn't too hot today. Uh, yesterday little overcast which was nice saturday it's supposed to be a little rainy so we're getting all types of weather out here yeah and the first day was warm um i mean i'll preface by saying i covered 
six training camps in Jacksonville where I was drinking six bottles of water during a practice. And if you didn't, you would die. Yeah, and, and, and then going home and going straight to the bed because the big fella needed to hibernate for a little while before he started writing. What you hear new players here talk about more than the heat, which isn't bad, is the altitude. And, you know, that is an adjustment. So, you know, guys who are off for six weeks have to, you know, get reacclimated to it. And, you know, one thing, and we have a KJ Hamler story on DenverPost.com right now, and it'd be in Sunday's paper. He said one of the adjustments he made to ward off his soft tissue problems is hydration. He says, I'm double, I'm drinking double the amount of fluids as I did in college because the air is so dry. And because when you get dehydrated, that's when your hamstring injuries happen. But, uh, but uh, so, yeah. yeah. Not, the weather hasn't been too bad. And if it's raining, Vic's going to practice outside unless there's lightning. And he's going to go inside. And then a nice segue there to our final topic, and that is Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. We'll start off with KJ Hamler because he had the play of the day, as you mentioned today. He's looking fast. He's looking confident, making his cuts, accelerating downfield, separating from his defenders. If you're a Broncos fan, you got your fingers crossed yeah. that those hamstring issues that you know, plagued him last year, a little bit earlier on this offseason, are behind him because if he's fast and with Jerry Judy, what he's capable of in year two could be a dangerous combo for the Broncos. Yeah, and I talked to receivers coach Zach Azani after practice on Thursday, and he, he made a good point about KJ Hammer. He needs to play football. That's that's how you get better as a second-year player as the sprinklers come on across the way. Um, so, but here's the other thing. They want to make sure he gets to the starting gate in one piece. And that's September 12th. So if that means curtailing a little bit of his practice action, curtailing some of his preseason game reps, then that should be that should be a consideration. Because you mentioned Bronco fans have their fingers crossed. I think everybody in this building has their fingers crossed to say, hey, they know what he can do when healthy, but they got to get him on the field. And then with Jerry Judy, they got to give him the ball more. Uh, day one of training camp across seven on seven and, and eleven on eleven team. He had three catches yesterday, zero. Today came back with six. Ryan, you and I were joking. There might might have been a conversation there yeah. uh, internally. Hey, throw it to number ten. Yeah. Uh, why did number ten have no catches today? Let's get him the ball. He was all over the field today on Friday. I thought he was great. And you know what you see, I think, is a player growing becoming more confident in himself and confident in his technique, his knowledge of the playbook. Because you get him one-on-one on the perimeter, you know, that's a matchup the Broncos want every day, every game, every quarter. So I think the receivers are off to a good start. And you, know, you sort of know what you have in Tim Patrick as a third guy. And so he's like Mr. Reliable. And get these second-year guys some confidence so they can hit the ground running week one. And Ronald Darby had some interesting comments about guarding Judy, and he was saying, hey, he's making me up my game because his route running, coming in and out of his breaks, there's even growth from year one to year two, and I think Broncos, the defense is seeing it, the offense is seeing it, they're ready for Judy to become an absolute star. Yeah, and, and I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Cortland Sutton, who's the number one, Judy two, Hamler three, Patrick four. But when the pads go on next week and the fans are going to come out to practice, that's, that's, when, that's when to watch because – when you're in full pads, the receivers and defensive backs can have contact, so that's press coverage, which leads to uh, trash talking, which leads to competition. So, uh, you know, one thing Darby said is he likes trying different things during camp because they're not keeping score. He goes, yeah, you want to win the drill, but if you don't, you at least know what, what, the, what the fine tune during the off days. Looking forward to all that Korean Jackson trash talking when they throw on the pads. Boy, uh, that seems to be a big storyline amongst the mafia this uh, offseason. I, I, haven't, I haven't heard any of it. But maybe I just have bad ears, or I'm too busy talking to you. He's got to up the chirping, definitely. Yeah. Again, folks, this has been the First in Orange podcast. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. We'll be bringing you more shows throughout training camp out here from Dove Valley. 
Head to denverpost.com slash broncos for continued coverage. And until next time, folks, take it easy.